Hi, we're currently working on developing the podcast for a bigger and better season two. But in the meantime, we are having some short chats with people from the industry about how they're coping with these pandemic times. In this bonus episode, we chat to independent dance artist and filmmaker Genevieve Reeves about combining her skills to create new opportunities for work, even in a pandemic. Her work as a digital artist with Scottish Dance Theatre, the level of support for graduating artists, and as a result, creating an international contemporary community on Instagram with COVID Dance. So, you know, when we talk about Scottish throughout this chat, we mean the company Scottish Dance Theatre. Just to let you know, due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, Jen and I connected digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Hi Genevieve, nice to have you here with me. How Thanks. are you today? I am very good this morning. I'm very good. It's nice and sunny outside. So, looking oh, the opposite to here. Then we literally have snow outside today. Really? Well, I'm <laughs> I'm still jealous somehow. <laughs> still jealous somehow. But we're so happy to have you, and I'm so happy to have you here. Obviously, uh, for the ones listening, not knowing our history, me and Genevieve, we were apprentice dancers with Scottish Dance Theatre before at the same time. Yeah. And then graduating with our masters and then coming out into this world, finding <laughs> our way through it, right? Um, in this strange, world. strange world. Um, so I know we've, we've four paths. I've gone back to Sweden for a while and you are in the UK. How, how is everything? How's the time been for you since and during uh, this time of Corona um, and your life? Well, it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. I think I got very lucky with coronavirus, which sounds like a bit of an oxymoron. But I was lucky enough to be in Scotland still with, with Scottish when the whole pandemic hit. And I, apart from being a dancer, I'm also a, a filmmaker and a photographer. And Joanne Cleville, the artistic director of Scottish, was aware of this and managed to really make the most of my other abilities. And I seem to have made a bit of a career out of it. Um, and I've managed to make such a wide variety of films over the past year now with the company and with some external choreographers and now I'm making my own work so I feel like this time has really given me the opportunity to reflect on how I like to express my art or my creativity through a different medium which is yeah just finding a different way of transferring and and adapting not adapting because it's it's always been a part of you what I've heard as well but it's mm. like having that opportunity to transfer knowledge and your artistry into another format and also one that you have been inclined to investigate from what I've understood for a long time and to have the opportunity to do that with Scottish that that mm. just for me outside looking at it looked like a, an amazing thing um, yeah. Would you want to explain more about the specific the project that you worked with with Scottish? Every map has a scale. Yeah. So my my relationship with Scottish as a filmmaker actually started 
in the summer when I worked on a collaboration with them called um, These Bones, This Flesh, This Skin, which was like an interactive project with Scottish Ensemble. Um, and that was that was really amazing, very successful. And me and Joanne found that we had quite a natural rapport with each other. We could bounce off each other a lot. So he invited me to work with the company as a digital collaborator for their project, Every Map Has a Scale, which is really about listening, I think, at its core, uh, which is something that has particularly come up right now um, when we have mm. this big void of time to listen to ourselves, even if we don't want to. Um, it's about listening to, to the inside of what our general impulses, our instinct is to movement, but also to the environment and what that promotes. And then consequentially to the other people around it in that environment. So it was really exploring different communities in Dundee and how they interact with this idea of um, spontaneous movement or organic movement through improvisation and I followed the company from the crux of the project, uh, being in the studio with my camera from that initial starting point seemed mm -hmm. really important because it meant that the dancers could get really used to having this big bulky camera right up in their face when they were doing an improvisation so that we got to the point where they, they didn't notice it at all. And yeah, so I, I, I made a documentary of the entire, um, the entire process okay. little episodes of each place that we went to I made live streams of some of the performances and then I also made a overarching film of trying to capture the experience of a performance of every map has a scale for those who couldn't see it and because of restrictions and they're of all available online mm. and actually our mediator today for this interview is Katie Daniel, who was one of the people in the marketing team that I worked very, very closely with on this project. And I'm very grateful to her for all the work that she did. So shout out to Katie. It's always good to mention the people also behind this podcast and working <laughs> with the team. It's not just me, even though I end up being the one interviewing most people for some reason. Um, and I mean, Katie, kudos to you. On that project, there was such amazing people that I'm, I got the opportunity to work with the costume designer Zephyr Little, you know, Joanne himself, Jess Thorpe. I, I'm sure you've had quite a lot of them on this podcast already. And it was really such a pivotal point in my life where I really started to realize that I could be taken seriously in an industry that I had always thought was maybe a bit detached from this, you know, one track dance vision that I think we're all taught to have in training and yeah it's opened so many doors for me and and now this is my life and and I love it yeah wonderful I feel like there's still so much about that thing of when you go into dance training and you go into professional dance training and it's really like you're aiming towards that the only thing or the the clear thing or the imaginary thing that you're heading towards is getting into that company doing that work becoming that amazing dancer and we are great artists great dance artists but then allowing that to be multifaceted and be so many other things as you say like there's so much more to it that shouldn't be neglected shouldn't be 
less considered as shouldn't be like less valuable in quotation marks. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that like as a quote unquote slash dance artist, that's why I also <laughs> like to count myself dance artist because it's so much more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a realization, it's like a process in a sense. I don't know if you felt that as well. Completely. I've I've always believed that it's it's really important to to train all of the facets of, of yourself, as you say. I mean, I think even when we were both in training, we were both trying to learn lights, we were trying to fix costumes, we were trying to, you know, just see the make make films that has, have the the bigger picture of how rich this industry is. And I think that so many something that I realize more and more and more is so many people want to be a dancer and so many people are such incredible dancers they are beautiful movers everybody offers something different and I'm still I'm still following that career but I think and that and that path but I think that having the opportunities or having those moments where you can make a choice which maybe isn't directly linked to you performing on a stage shouldn't be something that you're afraid of it should be something that you really embrace because exactly as you said before it just widens your artistry and your understanding of how you want to be or, or the way that you want to live or the way that you want to feel or show or share with an audience be that through a screen or on stage or on a pavement or anything like that you know mm. yeah it's not it's not limiting your paths it's rather forking your paths and like yeah. having that those opportunities going in the same direction as you said like we're not saying that we are not going to dance on a stage with the people the person we want to dance with but it's opening up for way more of that in a sense um, so except from you having like what it seems like such a nice progression from doing your apprenticeship, going into like <laughs> nice in Corona times, mm. do you feel <clears throat> supported as a graduating artist in these times? Do you feel like there's enough support for us, for our generation, like the year before us graduating or our generation or our year? Or do you also feel like, I don't know. Yeah, go, you go ahead. That's such an interesting question. Um, wow, that's a good question. I am not sure. I'm going to be completely honest. I think that this, nobody could have expected this to happen. Nobody could have ever anticipated this to happen. And already I think it's difficult to try to you know, look after every single graduate that comes out of every single institution and, you know, gently push them into the world of, of the craziness of contemporary dance. I think that I've been really lucky in my specific circumstance to have incredible mentors around me from Scottish, from um, friends of mine that are, you know, amazing icons to me in the industry. And they have been instrumental in me feeling like everything is going to be okay. And I think just that mindset itself of everything's going to be okay, of that this time might be bad. I might feel really crap right now, but there will be a time where everything will be better. 
is the reason why I am doing okay. And I feel like I have the courage to make the decisions that maybe push me a bit more and get me in situations that I'm really enjoying or uh, situations where I can put myself out there and then be seen, you know? And I think feeling a lack of support maybe is the reason why I started COVID dance. Mm -hmm. Right. Tell okay. us more about that. Okay. Uh, well, COVID Dance is it's a Instagram platform that I founded and I run. And I started it right at the beginning of the first lockdown because I felt that I had so I knew so many people whose livelihoods, whose work, whose passions had kind of been taken away from them and they were living with the ghosts of theatres and performance spaces. And I wanted to create a community, which I think everybody also felt was not there. A community of international, which I didn't realize how international it was gonna be at the beginning, but <laughs> international artists, movers, practitioners, everything um, that I could support by the simple act of promoting them online, uh, promoting their voice and what they had to say and, spending the little bits of cash that I had to into you know promoting them on on Instagram and it just kind of completely took off which is amazing and from it I've had the most amazing like incredible and inspiring conversations with people that I've looked up to for years with companies that I've admired for my entire lifetime and just everybody being in this same boat I think is quite rare in the world that we live in and the way that people have reacted to it in our industry at least has been with complete support and love and and care and that's kind of what COVID dance is about it's about keeping art alive in our own minds and, and hearts and amongst each other. Mm, yeah, it is almost a thing of, oh, well, okay, we don't, we didn't anticipate this, we might not get the support that we feel is enough for these times, but we create one for ourselves in one way or another. You with your, your COVID dance platform, which I also very much value, as you said as well, like in these times, the small thing you can do for freelance dancers, small business people is just to share and to promote and to be there for each other, especially with social media being such a big thing. Um, and, or others like finding, you know, supporting each other through, I'm trying to make a phone call, like at least once a day to someone, just I know I haven't spoken to her well, just to chat or, you know, value the people around me more than ever when I have the time, because it feels so important, um, yeah. disregarding being a dance artist in these times. I I completely agree it's it's so so important to just continue making those connections with people and th those those bonds and even if it's just to say like hey I'm here I see you and you're doing great um and those th it's so valuable it's so so valuable and I think more and more people are starting to see larger institutions are starting to really see that and as I said, I've been contacted by some uh, 
won't name names but I've been contacted by some some larger institutions who are really trying to help me out with with COVID dance and make this into something that could last beyond coronavirus and I think that it was all just based off the idea of wanting to connect people and wanting people to feel like they're not alone and the fact that that tiny tiny ethos has just spilled into this massive Thing is is really quite fantastic that's for sure something we should take on and i'm so happy that also as you say bigger institutions are you know seeing us getting recognized we're, we're promoting each other and that's so much so much of importance these days as we've already stated um wonderful i mean 15 minutes have gone by it's a short <laughs> chat and i would love for sure we have more to speak about um, but if people would like to follow you and your work, where do they go? Well, I would recommend at COVID Dance. It's an excellent site. That we've got, I think, over 60 incredible artists at the moment. Um, also, I've got my own Instagram, which is at Jen Vivi. And then I have a company that I've recently founded with some incredible dance artists that also trained with me and Matilda. And I am making lots of films and work for them. And that is at herd.of. So plenty of Instagram pages for you all to, to follow. Yes, yes, yes. Let's enrich our social media fees. Um, absolutely. Thank you so much, Genevieve. And I am sure we speak soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so, so, so dearly. Thank you. And well done. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Head, Shoulders, Knees and Pot. If you enjoy our content, then please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at hsgaypod and you can find more information and donate at hsk-pod.com to keep helping us make the podcast better. This episode was hosted by me, Matila Bjerum, produced, edited, and social media support from Katie Daniel.